Right? So we can definitely say there are two constants in the universe, taxes and magical paradox. <laughs> in several worlds, throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who've embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors, armed only with a bag of dice. An unlikely group of nerdy adventurers with some pretty stupid ideas and a horseshoe up their butts. Listen in as they tell their tales and come together to save the day. They are the Terrible Warriors. Seriously, these are the guys we're gonna go with? Welcome back to Terrible Warriors. Tonight we're playing Mage the Awakening. And this is our second episode, which we are apparently now referring to as Taking Care of Wisness. <laughs> I'm Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse, and with me tonight are my player Cass, starting from my left. Hello, I'm Cassie D20 Love Chew. And you're playing? I am playing uh, Fiora, the, the, the mage wizard. The mage, the mage police cop. Soft sir. I have, <laughs> I have, I have magic aviators, which I made a drawing of, actually. You made a drawing of your magic aviators. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> they even come We're gonna tweet that out. Cops? If you find this yeah. on, on Twitter, uh, Dice Warriors, you can be able to I'm see gonna, that picture. I'm gonna tweet it. I'm gonna tweet my my drawing. No, that's of gonna my be like aviators. that's gonna be the title picture for this podcast. <laughs> Taking Just... care of business, magic aviator doodle. No, this is the best. <laughs> Fucking, oh, I love that. Tweet the crap out of that. It's gonna be amazing. Uh, Justin. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Justin Eacock playing the uh, paramedic necromancer Cullen. Uh, currently tweeting Cassie's picture onto our Dice Warriors account at yeah. Twitter. We're Follow streaming us. this whole thing on Twitch TV. Uh, this, uh, the, well, oh, yeah, I... this campaign, and we try to do it each month, uh, but mm -hmm. we'll promote it on Twitter. So if you want to know when our next live stream is being. Follow us on Twitter and, I don't know, like, Dice set up, like, email yes. notifications yeah. or whatever it is. So. Hello, I am Connell Macbeth, a.k.a. Toronto's greatest supervillain and evil genius, Dr. Holocaust. Oh. <laughs> does, his, does his introduction get longer every time he does it? No. no. So he's contractually say. obligated <laughs> to, say, to yes. add mwahahaha to yeah. every line. It's trademarked. But what's great is I wrote that contract. Contract himself, and you signed it. To myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what having two identities uh, gives so you wait, benefit. So who's the party of the first part with the party of the second part? Well, I am the owner of Evil Incorporated, which owns Macbeth Productions. Oh, okay. So you, okay. which owns the rights to the character. Well, so I own really, every. Really you own every part. I own you are a point. subsidiary of Do your you own. Do you actually own a company called Evil Incorporated? Yes. It is. It is a sole proprietorship that is under my ownership, and then there's another sole proprietorship that is acquired by it called Macbeth Productions that I do all my media work with. Because all my stuff that I do with Dr. Holocaust isn't always media stuff. It's not always media-related things. So I needed another company to basically sell the rights of all my intellectual property to so that I could use it for other things non-media-related. So Macbeth this Productions... This is legit. I thought you were just making this up. <laughs> Macbeth yeah, Productions takes care of stuff like videography whenever I'm doing, like, wedding photos or wedding videos or, like... Uh, taping, video conference stuff, which I used to do a lot of, like two years, I just did videography well, and it, nothing it's else. It's true though, you did do the video um, while working at my wedding, so. There you go, uh, thank you. And 
So I was like, I need to make sure that in the future I actually have paperwork in the event that someone wants to use my character for stuff. So I sold the rights to my character to myself. So Connor will be offering business seminars <laughs> starting on the second Sunday of next month at the... Uh, Dr. Holocaust, how you too can create your own evil corporation. Now, <laughs> the title of this episode, Connell is in fact taking care of wisdom. Yes. There we go, maybe episode True. three, yep. wisdom and seminars. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm Steve Saylor, who's going to be signing up for that seminar so that I can be able to turn Terrible Warriors into the terrible corporation that it needs to be. Yeah, I would love, actually, if Terrible Warriors became a subsidiary corporation underneath Evil Corp. <laughs> Speaking yes. of Terrible Warriors, we are brought to you today by CNG Magazine, which you can find on the web at cgmagonline.com, as well as Onyx Path Publishing, which produces uh, Mage of the Awakening. Which I only just read about all the crap that happened with CCP in that, uh, like Fuck a year CCP. ago. CCP! Yeah, I was, um, a, I was a big EVE player at the tits. time where they uh, and White Wolf merged, and I had no idea the shitstorm that happened yep. after that. Um, and also a shout-out to Canada at Midnight, the uh, official... Uh, Onyx Path Publishing slash White Wolf slash whatever fan club which uh, runs LARPs all over Canada. And if you're not in Canada, um, j just search for the Camarilla. Okay, Can I ask you a weird, okay. weird question? Do you know uh, Andre Magnuson? Okay, he was part of some big Toronto LARP with World of Darkness, but the vampire side of things, so I don't know if there was some crossover there. No, it might have been... Anyway. Anyway, here's my room. Anyway, so, when last we left our cabal, uh, Varier Knox, these four intrepid young wizards had just been tasked by the Council of the Avalon Foundation of Toronto to recover a mask. Now, you open up your manila envelope. Yes, I love manila envelopes. Um, <laughs> inside, business. there are multiple photos of the mask. Um, some of them are very old-timey. Oh, nice. Um, this old mask is obviously... It's obviously been around for a while. Yeah. But, um... Someone has obviously gone to the trouble of tracking its movements. Um, and it looks like a very ornate mask. It's made out of um, what looks like iron and copper. Mm -hmm. And it's shaped almost like the face of a bird. Um, you guess it might vaguely resemble a raven. And that's actually very strange. Is even though it's made of iron and copper, it's uh, done in a native Canadian um, totem style. Uh, something like you'd see out of like uh, the Salish or the Haida hmm. uh, out in BC. Who were not generally known for doing fine metal work in iron and copper. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Um, it is known as the Mask of the Raven Queen. Sounds and pretty. Yeah. Um, you also come upon, uh, in the package, there is a listing for it with Sotheby's. It is apparently, along with the rest of this guy's estate, to pay off his massive back taxes. I understand. I love, I love that every time you say massive back taxes, you raise your voice just ever so slightly. Massive back taxes. <laughs> like, Capital just a letters. little bit louder than normal when you say massive back It's almost taxes. like you're contractually obligated to do that. <laughs> this, this is getting a little too close to home. <laughs> yeah. There's a favorite Mitchell and Webb sketch of mine that you, you can find on YouTube where it's about three guys pronouncing, would you like to buy, a, uh, we'd like to give you a massive yacht. <laughs> massive. 
massive the yacht. yacht. Our handling fees are only minimal compared to the value of the massive yacht. <laughs> really they look at each other like, nobody wants a massive yacht. So dead guy had crippling debt and the whole crippling, stuff Oh yeah. Being well, we're talking well the crippling debt uh, came from the fact that he never fucking paid taxes. Yeah, we're, we're talking, so, this guy may have owed like 20 or 30 years of back taxes. So he's Wesley Snipes? So we can definitely say there are two constants in the universe taxes and magical paradox. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. And taxes is all about the wisness. So uh, yes. <laughs> financial wisness. Financial wisness. So um I think I just found the subtitle of this financial campaign. wisness report. Uh, the, the amount of no, money to, that the government is to hoping to get out of this out of this auction is into the millions of dollars. Um we're talking dozens if not hundreds of items that they're auctioning off. Not all at once, obviously. And uh, not all from uh, all through uh, Sotheby's, but a lot of the rarer parts of his collection are being auctioned off through Sotheby's. So how much is the mask going for? I'm gonna. Well, the mask's asking price starts at around let's say fifteen thousand dollars. Um, I am going to okay. It, okay, number one, is there Wi-Fi right now? Um, in the We're lighthouse. At the lighthouse. Yeah, there is. Magical Wi-Fi. Magic Wi-Fi. Okay, Magic I'm gonna Wi-Fi. basically using my eye scroll. I'm gonna tap into the internet and I'm going to search vigorously for any information on this person and any other things that he has acquired that is being sold on this auction. Yep. Um, Just to get a feel for the kind of person that this was, like it looks anything, like he any was, clues um, I can figure. One of those rare non-mage collectors of occult items and occult memorabilia. Okay. Um, most of most of it very expensive, very fancy looking. Man definitely had a taste for art and sculpture uh, mm. in the occult sense. Okay. So he may not have ever known what it actually can do. It's very possible this do. guy could have had dozens of active magic items and not had a single fucking clue what well, any of He just bought it because it looked cool. He definitely... Museums and private collections have these things like lying in the rooms and sleepers have no idea about them. Well, well yeah, that, like, that's part of what the Mysterium does. Just put is, them in I, back rooms house 13 and... of, the, of the Awakened World is you go in, you find them, you neutralize them, bag them, tag them, and stick them in your vault. I believe then that this person probably the had a very strong, vault. real belief in magic, though he had no way of proving it, and collecting all of these occult items may have been his way of proving magic. Or at least getting as close as he could to it, because um, this person I don't think he, ever he, got solid proof on magic. A lot of his uh, lower-grade stuff was used to run a museum out in the boonies, let's say in, like, Meaford. Okay. Um... <laughs> Meaford. That I totally did not think up this plot point after the Meaford House of Mysteries. Um, functionally, he basically ran the Mystery Shack. So he had a Mystery Shack. He had a Mystery Shack. As like, because he was like a very rich, uh, like art and person collector, and like all this other fancy stuff, and then had a Mystery Shack somewhere just to talk yeah. about like. And he's his... like, I I love this stuff. I want to tell everyone about it, and charge them fifteen dollars a head to get in. <laughs> So the question is now... Wait, so all of the artifacts that he had were on display in this mystery shack? No. Um, Just some of his lesser stuff. Yeah, he had a house where he had he kept more of it, and he had multiple storage lockers. He just had an addiction. He was just that, constantly that, yeah, picking things up. That they're still and finding. And not paying taxes for it. Interesting. So yeah. the, the, is the way that we want to get it, we obviously want to steal it, right? Well, talk to the cop. What's up? <laughs> we want to... Steal it, here's right? The, why do you keep making finger quotes around steal? <laughs> uh, just because, you know... What kind well, of we, theft are you thinking about that well, needs to on. be quoted? Well, like, we can steal it. 
<laughs> we can buy it. We, have a gun. we can find out who the buyers are and see if like if it's gonna end up in hands we really don't want it to, then yeah, we steal it. If it's gonna end up in someone who has no idea, it might be easier to steal it from them after the auction. Because well, here's the thing, we are not the only people. Like if that the know. ROM buys it, we just steal it from oh. the ROM. Their security's crap. C a couple of things on that. One, we cannot assume that we are the only people that know that this mask is magical. So we can assume then by that that there will be other people there attempting to acquire this mask for its actual magical purposes. Two, do we know what this thing does magically? Um, there are some suppositions. Like the records that they gave me in the manila envelope, love the manila envelope, uh, is, does that have any information on what the mask actually does? There are suppositions, but no one's gotten their hands on this mask to study it in at least 200 years. Okay, so no. So um, is there anything they, about the, the, the sustainium? It has something to do with spirits. All right, so it might be spirit magic. Um, well, I'm but, great with that. And but like, they, no, no definite. Like, we we don't know for sure what this does. All right. No, so I mean, there are some there are some artifacts where it's like um, extrapolating from that. Then we have several you know options. We could switch out the real mask That's for a fake mask. A fake one, we yeah. can make a very convincing fake. But again, the people that are going to be after it. It just needs to be long enough for us to get out of the building now, and get it into. Because I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna consult our our legal advisor here. I apologize. I'm just gonna call you a legal advisor uh, for like half a minute. We have several options in front of us. One, we can legitimately just steal the mask and put a fake in its place, so that if any sleepers want to buy it, they think it's the real deal. Some fancy mask. They get what they paid for, which was just a, a piece of copper, and then they go home. We walk away with the actual artifact. Two, we find a way to actually work up enough money to bid or outbid what other people that are there. Though, I don't believe that any of us possess enough funding to actually do that. So then we run into legal problems again of where we're going to get the money to do this. Casino, not an option. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got, our, we got, we got a guy who plays around with luck and fate here. Yeah, so. we, we, we can't just go to the gold saucer and bet on the chocobos. We have to come up with money. <laughs> like, go to Casino Rama. Uh, or uh, Falls Your Casino. It's, yeah. it's when is an hour the auction away. taking place? Um, is that about two down? or three days? Within okay, because they said thirty days to figure this out. Well, Why would they give us a month if it's happening tomorrow? Because within two to three days is when the auction is taking place. That gives us several weeks afterwards to cool down the heat on lifting an item like this before we return it to these people. You say this like you've uh, done are, it before. I say this like I know what I'm talking about based on Google. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it it, it okay. should also amuse you to, uh, to consider this. Uh, I'll give it to Cassie, actually, because Cassie, I believe I gave you the common sense merit. I've been, like, magically, common psychically Googling merit. a bunch of this yep. stuff while speaking with you. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Cassie, just roll me your uh, intelligence plus your wits. So, five dice. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. That's no, a lot of... no, wait. No, let's die on the floor. Do it again. Okay. Um, this looks our nine. Um... No, nine. You got one success. Okay. Um, so I'll give this to you for common sense. Um, it's very obvious to you that uh, with the resources the council has at their disposal, they could easily get it at auction uh, and pretty much outfit anyone. Like you've got major corporate interests on the council. Mm -hmm. uh, like Liz Parker, the free council counselor, has. An but that's a little too overt. Well, it's it's it might be overt. But it also suggests to you that this re they really are testing you. So it makes It's a test. It does make you wonder um, they could have easily how done much this themselves. they really want this mask. Mm -hmm. If um, so they know that we how much they trust you to actually get it. 
Yeah, uh, if they have like a plan B that when we screw up, they just swoop in with their whatever. And did they give us any this. parameters that like they don't want anyone to know? They told you not to fuck it up. Not to fuck it up. Okay, so what so does there, that? There, there's a broad term well, of the fuck it up. So secrecy. So I divulge this information okay, to the rest of the club. Let me put it this way: You're aware that Helios's favored means of dealing with most situations that involve conflict are set everything on fire. So as long as we don't set yep. anything on fire, we're good. Well, what I think, like again. Um, Considering uh, we... modern society's heavy reliance upon electrical technology and my involvement with that, I think that we can do pretty well with it. Uh, that should allow us at least ease of access to an item like this. And then if someone can fabricate a very convincing copy, again, I just don't want to step on the toes of the people who are window? currently present who are very... I would recommend that you read Justice. That does. I'm wondering though, I don't like, does think anyone? She's have... a real cop. <laughs> <laughs> does anybody have no, any I crafting skill? Am. No, um, no. Her character is an actual police I'm a, detective. I'm a she's an actual cop. I am so. a for real life cop, guys. She's sure. a for real life real detective. Geez. That's the thing. Is this like this is the course of action that I think would be the easiest and the least suspicious and cost us the least amount of money? But I don't want to upset any of our current members who obviously want to do things or may want to have an interest in doing things legitimately. If okay. anything, her yeah. presence while we're doing things that might not be so legitimate actually make it more legitimate <laughs> when we have to have a cover story ever. Like, we would do it. We got a cop on our team. What are you even thinking? Cassie's taking a moment to read over the mechanics I gave her. Okay. It's, it's actually good that she reads it. It may help. Oh, oh okay. good, 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 good. Yeah, no, all right. it says here that there's, uh, where's Robert's Library? Robart's. Robart's. Robart's Library is a, really, you're, no, uh, U of T. Yeah. Oh, U of T. Um, okay, it's okay. It's a huge U of T library building that's shaped kind of like a turkey. Terrific. All right, that's all I want to know. Shaped now I remember. Kinda, yeah, Do, no, does any, any of us oh, have yeah, any crafting library. skill? Oh, um, for the record, the Sotheby's in question is, uh, in Yorkville. It's right across from Hazleton Lane Shopping Center. Oh, yeah. I uh, do not have any points. Morose, do you have access to matter magic? Uh, you know, I do, I do, uh, but not uh, very well. Okay, Th then casting above your current skill level, you may be able to make a convincing forgery. Cool. If we got our hands on some copper and other things, you may be able to mold it into a convincing forgery. All right, uh, cool. What What is oh, yeah, shadow wait. sculpting? You, um, I think you, I, oh yeah, I gave, did I give you, you all three shadow the literal, spells? You pull yeah. the literal darkness and the yeah. shadows. Shadow sculpting the... is basically like if you stand in a shadowed corner, you can drag the shadow over you, which makes you harder to see. Oh, cool. Or you can um, do other things with it. Um, yeah, no, you gave me animate shadows, is, summon shadows, yeah. and shadow sculpting. Some, uh, summon shadows is the big one. Summon shadows actually lets you summon physical shadows that are so physical they'll actually absorb bullets. Wow. That's I used to cool. do this with my old mage character all the time. Like, just using shadows to, like, make shit, like, chains yeah, You can make, like, shadow tendrils. Shadow tendrils, uh, like, yeah. Yeah, this stuff will come in shit. handy when it comes to stealing um, masks Art from the Articulate actually in the chat room kind of uh, had an interesting suggestion that basically, and I kind of, maybe, I'm, I'm elaborating on this, if Gonk uses technomagic skills to change the itinerary so that it, I'm thinking, why don't we just change it so that it doesn't show up in the auction? Lift and the mask then we and replace it with something else entirely. No, that's the thing, though. Like I said, there are going to be other there are less savory magical folk who are going to be interested in picking this up. So they okay. So we can't. So like, they there know are people there. who know. If we know, someone else knows. Yeah, if they're going to tell us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, here's the thing, and this would occur to you, Justin, because of one of the traits that I gave you. Okay. Uh, with your extra magical knowledge, 
Uh, give me an intelligence plus spell check well with your read. plus two. So uh, how many do I roll for that? Your intelligence dots. So two for intelligence. Occult is. Where, where's my where's your occult skills? So intelligence two. So intelligence. Mental skills. Mental skills. skills occult. That's four. So six dice plus two. That's yeah. That's um, eight. So roll basically, eight. I gave each of these uh, players a couple extra traits, and Justin has one um, that I called well read. Uh, despite your relatively recent awakening, you have received a great deal of academic training by the Mysterium. You know many useful facts about magic and magical creatures, far more so than your average non-mystagogue members of the Pentacolatu. Yeah. You gain a plus two to skill rolls, specifically involving investigating or studying magic. Okay, so this is just, maybe I read something about this. Um, Alright, what, what, what am What's I listening for? Eight, eight, nine, nine, ten. Eight, eight nine, nines, and tens? I you have... I'm seeing three nines. No, that's a six. 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 That's a six. Six, 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 six. Five. Nine. That's, that's, that's a nine. Oh, that's, that's a nine. They count. So like three six. successes? Uh, four. Four. Ooh, that's really fucking good. Um, <clears throat> you know that there's definitely outside of the Awakened, there's also a, uh, a whole occult community in Toronto of people who have lesser sorts of supernatural abilities. Um, people who have, like, one psychic power or... Um, non-awakened ritual magicians who can actually get something done with it, even though it tends to be really minor. Um, and you do know that there are certain places where these people congregate. Uh, there's a bar called the Fisher King. Oh, I'm a barfly. I got a barfly stat. Yep, that would definitely <laughs> go in that one. Um, there is a bar for magical people. These people do not know about the pentacle, um, but you are. But if you were able to, you were. If you were to pass yourself off as being sort of like a uh, fan, they, they call themselves thaumaturges, like lesser magicians. You could probably get in. Okay, and learn more about what their plans would be for. It's one auctioning option. this stuff. And actually, as it was brought up on the on the chat room, alternatively, as the auction is taking place, I could disable phone lines. Half the people on the auction might be doing so over the phone. Disabling the phones disables half the contenders of the item. That's a guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched yeah. the red violin too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So 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 this means this means I have access to people. That's yes. What this means, um, right? Cassie has a trait that I uh, that's called the labyrinth. Um, it represents all these cults that the guardians of the veil establish to both have influence in sleeper society and to keep people ignorant of the existence of magic by funneling them through all these false groups and uh, yeah. little Chances are the bartender at this particular well, bar could be a Vale member. Um, <laughs> he's definitely not. The, I, I actually know who the bartender oh, okay. the bar is. Um, but what this allows you to do is she can spend a willpower point um, to either immediately cover up a breach of the Veil without having to do so herself by just calling in the labyrinth. Um, she can have someone whacked if they're a sleeper. But it, it does force a morality check for her, and she might get in trouble for it. Um, or she can get into most locations by using the authority or act outright membership of people in the cult. Huh. So she could basically act like as the new head of security at the auction house. Well, she could get you in, oh. theoretically speaking. But what you do from there would be up to you. So we have like an now, Ocean's Eleven kind of thing. And going the rest on. of you. I was saying, this is very much like a heist movie. Here, would they know about uh, the? They know about the Athenian. They know about magical the heist. They just don't know about the contents of it. And they don't know. Do they know how? Where? Where I go to? Go to it? There is a rough idea. The Mysterium is known to basically hold the entire University of Toronto St. George campus um, as its own territory, owned by the Order. Um, so you may or may, you may be living in a, like a. Theoretically, it's supposed to be student housing there, yeah. but the um, but, but Dario just pulls some strings yeah. and 
made sure that you have a place to live within the Order's territory. Great. Um, this is likely what many of you are enjoying right now is the, as the benefit of being part of your order, is some of you may be living well above what, you could, what your jobs would actually pay for. Um, Connell, you probably have a condo that's owned by Telm Trust. Probably. Uh, it's probably right in the middle of the business district. Yeah, they the might have done that to stop me from forging like business. online documents to get me into places like that. <laughs> yeah. like, no, if you check your records, I actually own this condo, and I've um, been paying for it for the last well, three years. You have, I think you have two dots of resources on your sheet, or one or two. Uh, geez, resources? Uh, is that under merits? Or? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have two. Yeah, you're probably actually on the payroll for Telm Trust as like a freelance electrician. There you go. So I'm IT, I'm magical IT. Yeah, no, I'm just wondering. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm, I'm just thinking how that will. That's that's more of an after we get the mask yeah. kind of deal than a than a before, um, or when MWA. we're looking for. Or when we're looking Masters for a business, <laughs> when we're looking for a very specific thing to do with this plan, um, I can run into the Athenium and check something out. Yep, you could certainly do that. Um, you also are. Um, what I give Justin is that the Athenium is basically. Well, I'm going to keep returning to this because it's the easiest warehouse way for me 13. to explain it. It is Warehouse 13. Yeah, um, but a library. Uh, it's also a library. <laughs> so, um, but it, uh, Justin has access as a mystical. I have a library card yeah, to Warehouse to, 13. Um, to the grimoires and art hey. and magical items within. So he can basically borrow a single-use magic item if he wants to spend a yeah. willpower point. As long as I return it. As long as you return it. <laughs> that's a big part. That's a big disclaimer there. You better, yeah, better I, fucking return it. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, Dario will be on your ass, and you do not want to piss off Dario. Is, Dar is Dario the curator or just the head of the uh, order? He's the head of the order, but that's generally also the curator. Oh, okay, great. Um, in this case, he is because I, I don't it's want to It's just simpler, yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Wait, this wait, will wait. be, the, as, as has been stated in the chat room, this will be the greatest Tyson in all of wizardry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight. So he can borrow a one-time-use magical item from this library as long as he brings it back? Yes. Does that no, mean he cannot not, it's use not, it's it? Not, no, it, within the context of the game, is if it's you, many of these items have a uh, have a certain amount of magical energy in them. Yeah, uh, that will slowly recharge over time. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. And, it's, and with my skill level, I'm only going to be able to use it once, because but. they might just ambiently collect enough magical energy that they'll reactivate over time. Also for the research value. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, or they can only be used once safely. <laughs> um, or you're simply only authorized to use them once. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, that could, that could be a thing. They yeah. put a little, you know... I think, though, given our current skill set, it. I think we should be able to get in. Like, this should... Like, with our abilities getting into an auction and lifting and replacing an item should not be beyond the realm of our capabilities. All right, great. Let's get, uh, let's get going. Uh, okay, so what's your plan? Well, step one, Cass is going to get us into the auction. Okay. Yeah. Begin heist montage. And <laughs> yeah. Once, so once we're in, Cassie's kind of running security and keeping a lookout for us while the three of us yeah. are going to be inside. Like you're going to, well, he's, he'd be disabling all the cameras and all that. Uh, well, like, actually, yeah. what I can do um, with the you're spells with and the abilities information that I have, control like going in and out of the using, building. Using Ethernet and complex transmission, I can psychically... Um, insert myself into the security system and start putting all the cameras on like small loops. You yeah. wouldn't need Ethernet for that. Or, yeah, I wouldn't need Ethernet, but for a complex transition, I could basically just use my head to get into all the electrical systems but you're and adjust them about, as needed. Uh, yeah. Messing up the phone lines as well, which can prevent communication from getting in and out of the building that just long enough for us to control 
As we're getting in, the that panic. will set off an alarm if I yeah. shut off communication. But what I can do is put the cameras on feedback loops, or I can just make it so the cameras don't see us as we're moving around. Do we um, want to go well before the auction while it's here in lockup, or during the auction when it's brought out of whatever security's in and on a table? Logic, logic dictates about a day or so before the auction, but... Do we want to steal this in front of everyone in the room? I, yeah, I was going to say, like... Like, uh, just take it, like, the lights go out, the lights come on, and it's gone. I do my, have sleight of hand. My vice dictates that I would just want to do that. I do have... <laughs> I, 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 do yeah, have but um, I, I want to be prudent well, and say, actually, let's go right away. I do have, don't want to be prideful. Well, here's the thing. I have a bunch of people. I have a larceny and a stealth skill. Like I have sleight of hand, yeah, I could it, I could uh, easily. It is important to remember that Steve's character is basically a cross between Oliver Queen and Hawkeye. So yeah, mm, this is true. I'm just imagining in my head. I got three um, points in stunt driver. <laughs> How can we? The you're, the the part. <laughs> you're the getaway guy. Yeah. You're the getaway driver, and we have our front door person to get us in. It and I can and I steal the shit and I'll tint the windows with shadows so no one there can you see go. Yeah. <laughs> tint the windows. <laughs> That's my role, guys. I'm just I'm just imagining that episode of South Park where uh, the the kids all go to like the, the the fair and they all think they're ninjas, but and and then Cartman imagines that he can turn himself invisible and he takes all of his clothes off and he's just sneaking naked in front okay, of so the stage. Okay, so I've got access to an ambulance <laughs> because I'm a paramedic. I can get an ambulance. <laughs> into this and wait out the loading dock, and maybe we get a call for a heart attack or something that gets the reason for the ambulance to get in and have the door open for Steve, us. Steve, how yeah. much more time do we have? I just want to set a... Uh, and if we can get a mask I got, I got onto a the body that know, we're rolling out, like then that could be the way we smuggle the mask out. Though, that's the thing though, if we bring in an ambulance or, or whatnot, even if we're using a possible like body to, to cart the mask out, that's still very dangerous. Well, I got you know what, we, if we... I can get you a body. Even if you did, <laughs> even if you got us a body and everything like that, that's still highly suspicious. People are going to think something if an ambulance showed up and a body was carried away before the auction. Yeah, or but during uh, the auction. Quick and quick. During the auction, yeah. Make the body walk around. It brings. That, that lets you make it the zombie, yeah. Um, yeah, so just, if you want to put a corpse in the audience, just take the mask for us, and then he'll walk to the ambulance. Okay. No, no, no. no. Or we could. I could swipe it. <laughs> I could swipe it, and then I could put the. Even we could put the mask on the dead body, <laughs> and then put okay, it in the okay, body. Okay, okay, okay. The body plans out. <laughs> Oh, the body plans out. All right, all right. I don't like the yeah, idea of see, bringing. See, the problem having like, like, like we got to get a vehicle to drive. I've already got the ambulance, so that's one thing. But if we want to just use like a Volvo, that's fine. Welcome to the wonderful world of Mage, where it's not that you only have a hammer; it's that you have twenty-five gazillion different tools, and all you need to do is make a fucking birdhouse. Okay, okay. No body. Use the ambulance if you want, but we don't. As you say, I, I wouldn't suggest bringing an ambulance in because ambulance that be still draws place. attention. Do you need to be yeah. nearby? How are you going to be hacking into all this stuff? You need to be nearby. Just telepathically. Yeah. I can I can be within a proximity. So we don't of need it. like like. The, and if I'm not close enough, I can make my own proximity. So we don't need the little thing like being in the van across the street that looks like not suspicious because there's nothing suspicious about an ambulance parked on the street. There's always a reason for an ambulance to be parked. What's on the street. great though is if I suit up. And you suit up. Uh -huh. He can literally follow her in through the front door. Ah, yeah. So he can act as security. I can start messing with systems and disabling the security as we're as we're walking up to the mask. You basically just get us in the door. I can get us to the mask. What does control my ghost mean? Uh, control ghost. Um, well, it also has in brackets my. Oh, just means it's a mysterium. Oh, mysterium. Right. Okay, um, sorry. It lets you control ghosts. Like literally, what it says on the tin. You can give a ghost an order, and it must follow it. There is also the account, and uh, Volser actually brought up a good point in the chat room. It's like, this mask, like, we don't know what it can do. It could fuck shit up for us. 
well, if mishandled. There's yeah. only yeah. one way to find out, and that's by <laughs> handling it. Okay. Well, mm. we we gotta do it because it's the thing. <laughs> It's the thing, it. so we gotta do well, it. Well, no, I'm saying, like, maybe there, we could, put, like, is there anyone, like, any skill or or any spell that we could put, like, sort of, just, just like, putting a, a, a magic dome okay, so surf around magic it. Dome. Let's keep it simple. Cassie's getting us in the front door. I'm driving us up to the front door. I'm waiting at the exit point for the two of you who are suiting up. You're going to hack in. Steve's the one who's actually physically doing the swap or the steal or whatever yep. we're doing yep. with the mask. Are we swapping the mask out for a decoy? Well, here's the thing. If we can't make a decoy, then I can just remove it from the itinerary. Because it won't convince yeah. them, but it will hopefully just confuse people just long yeah. enough to get us away. It'll convince sleepers. Yeah. yeah. And, but once it yeah. goes up to auction, of course, everyone bidding will be like, what the fuck? That's not the real thing. But that's tomorrow, right? That's, yeah. that's another day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or we could do it three-card Monty style. Basically have like three duplicate, duplicate masks. Multiple duplicate masks around the place, and then we'll walk away with the we'll walk away with the real. Yeah, mm, I like that. Or we can, can we go, make duplicates though. What, what about the Thomas Crown affair, where we make it look like we stole it, and everyone thinks we stole it, but it's actually just staying right there for us to pick it up three days later. Nope. Nah, it's a little too complicated. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. we don't want anyone to know that we've stolen anything. We don't want to be like like the, the 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 goal of this would be to get it with the least amount of people knowing that we exist. Yeah, we don't we don't want to be made targets immediately. Like if, if people are gonna find out about it, they gotta find out late. Because even if they found out later that oh we stole a forgery, ha, huh, they didn't actually steal anything. We were still identified as people that stole stuff. Yeah. And that's something that we want to avoid at all costs. Um, Justin. Yes. One thing that may occur, especially with your driving, is that if this is a high profile auction event, and it's in Yorkville. And it's Sotheby's, so it's going to be pretty high profile within a certain uh, set of people. You may also get a lot of limos and private cars driving up to drop people off. Sure, right. we got to get a limo, which I can drive, I but saying, if we can get it, that's fine. I just wasn't going to assume that we had the resources uh, to I could rent one, one through the foundation. Can I? Yeah. You, oh. Oh. Yeah. I could rent one through the foundation. You could. Okay. The company um, that I work for might have limos. The company that you work for could be putting in a bid for one of their private collections. We do not want the companies involved. Okay, then. Yeah, because I was like... You're just another company that maybe you guys don't get along with. Can yeah. I make that happen? Can you get a limo? Can I, can I make that happen with my people, with my oh, network with your of labyrinth? people's? Oh, yeah. hell yeah. You can call up a dude, call up another dude, say, I need a limo, and the dude will say, okay. Great, I'm going to... I, I, I like that Am I going to end up being the guy the in Die Hard in the limo, just like waiting in the parking lot, where everything's blowing up around me, and I'm just listening to run DMC? Articula actually brought up a good idea. Basically, if we start, like, all the technical, like, fuck up stuff, like, beforehand... It basically, when people are like, when people like, basically, like if we could say like, there's a technical problem okay, but with the, with the, the limo system. limo option would mean the night of the auction. Yes. Yeah. So that if we're using the limo, we're showing up the night it's happening. No, and as and as Articulate T was saying that if we if we do it the night of the auction, literally like an hour or so before it's about to go up for auction, we run yeah. in and nab it and switch it out. Um, then it reduces suspicion drastically because right There's up so to the auction at that yeah. point, right up until the auction, it was in its case. It was verified authentic moments ago. Right. And as long as no one sees us go in and touch it and no one sees us leave, then okay. there is I, I zero suspicion you of one as to our involvement. That you, can do. Hmm. Um, you have personal invisibility. This is true. Uh, and you have invi invisibility to machines. Invisibility machines you can also cast on other people. Yes. That's what I say. Like, I could basically make it so that so you the cameras... you don't need to do feedback loop on the cameras. You can just make... I can just make it so that none of us are, are perceived by any electronic devices yeah. whatsoever. 
and if it gets worse than that, I can make myself completely invisible and move up and just nab the mask. So Cassie's getting us through security and getting the limo. I'm driving the limo up to the door, and what are you guys going to do once you're inside of invisible to cameras? How are you... I can then use my ability to look through the security network to find it mm-hmm. and to disable the security uh, like the, the security features that are on the box that it's in if it's electronic. Okay. If it is if something goes down and fights start, then so we've we need, got we need these to get some people. intel. <laughs> yeah. We've got we've got 2 days before the auction. We need to get some intel on where it is in the building. I can do that. Okay, we need to do <laughs> that and in the meantime I need to forge a forgery um, using my matter. Can I can I hack because oh, I actually have computer hacking? Can I hack into their network remotely? Sure, give me an intelligence plus uh, computer plus your hacking spec check. Intelligence. I love this. We'll share in the chat. It's like I'll so the cameras the will just watch a floating mask walk away. I'm going to use the information <laughs> from the Manila envelope. Yeah, they're like masks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there, and I'll look at the, at the while you're doing that. I'll look at the images from the Manila envelope and use it as my reference points for this. How much matter do you have, Justin? One dot. Uh, that's not going to be enough. Uh, so there's to nothing. There's nothing you can do to boost. So then, well, you could try and borrow something from, from the, the Athenium, Athenium to do it. It'll cost you willpower point. Yeah. Um, but you could probably find a device that will either take the shape that you want, um, or will project like a hologram. No, we want something that can be held. Uh, yeah, you could probably find something that will at least create a temporary simulacrum of it. Like, fuck, I'll go to the reference library and use the 3D printer if I have to, but I'd much prefer something a little bit more convincing. Actually, you know what? If you were to use the 3D... One sec, Colin. Yep. If you were to use the 3D printer at the reference library for the mask, uh, you could definitely pull something out of the Athenian that would give it the appearance and feel of the correct materials. So as far as, as, far as a sleeper is concerned... Still have Everything it'll look and feel copper, but it's all just wrapped um, in an illusion. Yeah, I will put a caveat on it. If sunlight touches it, the illusion will break. Cool. Mm. I'm kind of okay with that because it's going to be indoors. People would assume then at that point that it has been a forgery this whole time. Great, which means it was well, yeah, never stolen. Exactly, which means that we had no involvement in it whatsoever. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Plan. Um, I got five successes got to hack okay. into the network. You got an exceptional success yeah. then. Uh, that's what happens when you get five or more successes in this game. You hack the shit out of the Sotheby's network. <laughs> He's like it, sitting I, I in I want the... to be clear, this is Sotheby's. All of the stuff that they're selling and auctioning off is 100% physical in nature. What the fuck do they really need that level of computer security for in anything other than their bank account? Yeah. So he's, like, sitting there on his, like, iPad, just, like, tapping through stuff and, like, doing a little Tony Stark. Um, they have a surprising amount of security for the fact that most of the things that they're selling are purely physical items. But I'm in, and I've located the mask. Ah, uh, the okay. Scotty approach. <laughs> you always tell him it's going to take longer than it'll actually take. Yep. <laughs> tell him it'll take longer than it'll actually take, so his that when they tell you to do better... password spelled backwards. <laughs> <laughs> So do we want to like do we want to just swap out the case then? Um, is like, it in a case? Yeah, they've got everything basically held uh, in a secure uh, secure atmosphere controlled vault. Okay, so atmosphere controlled oh, vault. Goody. That's, that's so, some of this stuff. Yep. Um, is it in like a hermetically sealed box? Uh, this one isn't in a, isn't in a uh, hermetically sealed box because it's on a shelf. <laughs> in a vault. It, it's in a box. Okay. But. Yeah, it, it's in basically like a case on a shelf. It's not locked or anything. It's in a vault, but the vault's locked. But, 
Yeah, the vault's locked. Okay. Oh, goody. So I'm going to have to Tom Cruise this what, bitch. Uh, what kind of lock is on the vault? Um, it's an old-timey vault, so it's pretty much a, it's a physical lock on It's there. a big, like, physical lock thing. Okay. Okay. You know, it's it needs, like, the one key that only the... Uh, the only like the head curator of, uh, of the so and so, and I like, can slide a hand. It's an that actual. Key. It's an actual key. It's not a key card. No, it's actual. Great. Key. So we're getting the actual key. They, they I can get the key. The I can, key. Yeah. They, they installed this thing like fifty years ago, mm. and it's never really occurred to them that they need to get rid of it because short of dynamite, no one's really oh, getting this thing off. If I could get the actual key, that's a much simpler thing well, to create. I could actually suggest something that you could use for it, Justin. Uh, if you want to just get in without a key. Uh, your shadows are tangible. You could shove shadows into the keyhole. Form the key yeah. in the hole. But now I'm not in the limo anymore. Now I'm at the vault. Mm. No, we need a getaway driver, like, pretty much right um, there. and then. Alternatively, Connell, you might be able to. It would be vulgar, and it would be difficult. But you might be able to telekinetically manipulate the, inter uh, the interior of the lock using force magic. Why don't I just swipe the key from the, from the uh, if curator? You I'll tell you what. Try that. If that doesn't work, I've got a backup. Cool. Um, and I, I could... <laughs> I could because I've got a thing that makes it so that if I like if I spend willpower and I use my like my tablet that and vulgar magic seems more plausible or at least if I can explain it away then vulgar magic seems more plausible uh, and I've got ways around that I've got an app for picking physical locks sure you're coding it right <laughs> now using, using <laughs> electromagnets uh, but yeah so uh, pulling up the schematic shove a bar magnet with some wires <laughs> attached to it into no the I'm lock. literally just gonna go beep open the app and then just put the tablet against the lock and it'll play a little animation on the screen and then the lock will open. It'll be like, yeah, it used like electromagnets given off by the wireless uh, by the transmitter. By communication. Yeah. Yeah. Like gas. Yeah, no. If, if, if there isn't an app for that, he'll make an app for that. Okay. The Shadow um, Tentacles um, is pretty Steve, sweet. Yes. Just because uh, Justin's got to leave at the end of the session, I'm going to run a little bit long on this one. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, so, um, uh, all right, so what do I need to roll to get we're, we're, we're back onto the mask forgery plan. Yeah. Uh, so the plan is 3D print a half, just a model of this, uh, yeah. this thing, yep. and then I'm going to wrap it do. in this um, like an illusion. This illusion that will melt um, away in the sun, which we love because then that's yeah. going to look like it was never stolen. Let's say that it's enchanted sand from, uh, from the Rubal Kali out in, I think it's like Saudi Arabia. It's this em great empty desert where you get lots of mirages. Okay. So we'll say that it's enchanted it's sand be... from there. You, you sprinkle some of the sand over top of it. For casting it... a mirage over this yeah. mask. Yeah. Okay, great. So I need um, I need the time to print out this mask. I'm going to do that. Uh, how do I get this sand? What Do I roll for you, uh, it or do I just go no, visit the place? No, you spend your willpower point for it. Okay. And you basically uh, you go to the Athenium. Um, you go through the logbook. You, you spend a couple hours figuring out where the fuck it is. Um... <laughs> uh, then you go get it. You sign all. You sign like the six different documents. Yeah. Um, one of at least one of which is signed in your blood. Yeah. Well, uh, I figured. Yeah, biometrics. Uh, basically, swearing that you will use this item responsibly, that you will use it within the ethics of the order, that you will return it once you have used it, mm -hmm. that it will not be lost, stolen, damaged, etc. Uh, so help you upon mortal pain of uh, the destruction of your soul, etc., etc. Cool. So I got a little bag of sand, and, uh, and then the library and the mask. Let's say it's going to take another hour. My suggestion would be to 3D print the mask first, yeah. go to the Athenium, get the dingus. Do it right there in the Athenium. Wrap up the mask so that sunlight will not touch it. Yeah, oh, well, of course, yeah. Um, and then haul ass back to whatever else you're doing with the plan. Great, so I did that. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, here right. we are. Um, you guys have been worried about all your hacking and stuff, and I just I stepped out. Or I can run to the bathroom right now to go deal with my mask. And, and then I'll be back in like three minutes, and then that'll be, I'll come back with a mask all wrapped up. Cool, cool, and, cool. Uh, sealed away from the light. And whatever you do, don't like put it in the sun to like dry. Okay, so we know that it that, that it can't reach the sunlight because then it will be shown as a forgery. Um, well, it'll just turn into like blue plastic from a three D printer. Yeah, like it'd <laughs> be ridiculous. Yeah, Justin, we're just gonna run this episode a little bit longer yeah, so that we fine. can keep you till the. Uh, yeah, we'll run right till two. How much, how much yeah, longer yeah. are we going? Um, we're gonna go right till two o'clock for this episode. Yeah, the, this episode, oh, may, this episode will run a little bit long. Not necessarily right till two, yeah. but I want to be able to get through the heist before we get rid of your character. Great, I'm gonna run to the washroom I, to print yeah. out this mask. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And so bad. you guys, you guys figure out the rest of the plan. Uh, but I'm gonna drive. I'm gonna have the mask, and I'll be waiting out front. And we should get going to. Okay, do you know this. what, guys? Let's stop this episode now. Then, um, then we'll start up the third episode, and we will run that through. And you may have to run off in the middle of it. Okay. Uh, okay. What, what, where, where are we uh, for the hour now? Uh, we're like three or four minutes before the uh, end of our, yeah. our second hour. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's, uh, <laughs> folks, we're going to finish up this episode now. We've got our plan for the heist. We've got all our materials in place. Yeah. We're just going to, yeah, we're just going to skip ahead to that, the night of the auction for that, episode yes, three, yes. right? The heist montage is about to begin, and you're going to have to come back for the next episode of Terrible Warriors to find out how that goes down. I'm Probably terribly. I'm your G always terribly. I'm your GM. <laughs> Absolutely for the nothing is going to happen, guys. I'm your GM uh, for the evening. I'm Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse, and to my left, Cassidy Twenty Love Chew, Justin Mister Ecock Ecock, Ronald Macbeth, aka Doctor Holocaust, Steve Saylor, and come on back, y'all. It's gonna be a fun time. Be seeing you. Yeah. You have just listened to the Terrible Warriors. Did they succeed in saving the day? Did someone do something completely insane and stunned the GM into a stupefied silence? And lastly, did someone get punched square in the dice bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG adventures you would like our Terrible Warriors to play next? Do you have your own awesome or insane stories of your own RPG conquests or failures? Comment on this episode podcast at terriblewarriors.com. Message us on Twitter at Dice Warriors or email us at feedback at terriblewarriors.com. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. Thanks for listening to the Terrible Warriors. Terrible Warriors.